Wondering what's next in your business or personal life? Welcome to Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings, a podcast dedicated to helping you with all of life's challenges, discoveries, and opportunities. Whether you're seeking a new career, retirement, or simply wanting to make an impact in your community or the world, join Jen Duplessis and her guests as they explore how to start, what to do when you're in the thick of a change or growth, and how to leave a mark in this world after breaking through your next achievement. You are moments away from the aha you've been seeking. Hi, and welcome back to this episode of Success to Significance. My guest today is Mallory Nicole, and she has, her history is pretty interesting and why we wanted to bring her on the show because she overcame a traumatic brain uh, injury, losing parts of her memory and battling major health issues, all of these things eventually leading her to her own personal growth journey. And then of course that moved her from success in that to the significance that she is trying to place on other people now helping them get through their limiting beliefs, not because of any brain trauma, but just because we all have these crazy limiting beliefs. So Mallory, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I am too. So I want to talk about your story first of all. Well, actually, before we do that, I want to ask you a question. So you live in Belmont. It's hard for me to say it because I live in Bluemont, (laughs) but you live in Belmont, North Carolina. So if I were going to come down and visit you, what would we do? Oh, I love to spend time outside. So I would probably figure out something outside, whether that be a nature walk down on the lake or some type of restaurant down in the little downtown area of Belmont with good outdoor skiing. That's awesome. That's awesome. I I think it's always just kind of nice to know what people do right behind the scenes. (laughs) So it's stuff we don't talk about when we're doing podcasts. No, we don't. We definitely don't do that. So Okay, well, let's get started with your story. So take us back to how did you get this traumatic brain injury? Were you in an accident? What happened there? Yeah, about 10 years ago, I was in a bicycle accident. So I was 21 at the time I was in college. And you could say that I wasn't really living an aligned life. I wasn't living a life that really fulfills me in the way that life does now. And I just had some bad habits because of that. I didn't really know why I was here on this earth or what I wanted to make of my time, you know, being a person in this world. And I got on a pretty bad bicycle accident. That was my doing. It was my fault, the way that it happened. And it really took my life into a different direction. I was 12 credits away from graduating at the time. And this put me back almost a year. I was told by the doctors that I might not retain the prior ability that I had before the accident, and nobody really knew what to tell me. I spent a week in the ICU. I mean, there was a lot of different things that happened during this period of life where you look back and you just go, oh my gosh, you know, that was a miracle. I don't know how I made it through that. Just the way that the series of events went down, that that night and that week and thereafter. It was extremely traumatic, but it allowed me to kind of take a little bit of a different direction in my life at the time. So would you get hit by a car? No, I didn't. And you know what? That would be like the epic story, like driving down the road and or riding your bike down the road and a car swings in. No, I 
as I had mentioned, bad habits. I was drinking too much and ah, I was riding my bicycle. And because of how much I had been drinking and being intoxicated, it was completely my mistake and my fault. My front tire hit someone's back tire. I flung off the handlebars and the way that I landed was just enough impact to create internal bleeding in my brain, but you couldn't see it from the outside. Yeah. So the yeah. ambulance actually came that night and they were trying to tell me that I needed to go to the hospital. I was over the age of 18. I convinced mm-hmm. them I was fine. I convinced right. them everything was okay when it clearly wasn't. And later that night, my friend stopped by and was like, oh my gosh, your words aren't even making sense. I'm taking you to the ER right now. Had I fallen asleep that night, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Right. So it's right. just wild looking back going, there's so many factors that happened in that time period, that 24 hour time period where things could have gone in a completely different direction. Yeah. yeah. And it didn't. So what do I want to make of that? Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, definitely a blessing that you didn't have brain injury that was so severe that you were not cohesive and all of that kind of good, well, not good stuff, but all of those things, right? (laughs) All of those things. So after that happened, well, what were you studying in school? So I was studying geographic information systems technology, and I was doing water quality studies in school, but I actually lost my cognitive functioning ability during that time. So I had to spend about a year off of school and just right. let that heal and redevelop. But all of that education obviously is a little bit different than the work I do now, but yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. How'd you get here? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How'd you get here? So tell us how you got here. I mean, how did this transform and kind of rear itself to get you to the point now where you're helping entrepreneurs break through their limiting beliefs and create that mental clarity that they need to move forward in their practice? Yeah, absolutely. I, after going to school for for all of that, I ended up working for an engineering firm in Charleston, South Carolina for a little while. And after a number of years at the firm, I started developing some health issues. So here again, we have this like weird, oh my gosh, what's happening? What is this, this big thing that's happening in my life? What's going on kind of scenario? Because the health issues that I was experiencing, they came out of nowhere. It was like- Were they leftover health issues that came out? No, they were completely unrelated. It came out of nowhere. And it was like one day I woke up and I felt like I had the flu and it didn't stop for months. It was about three months of feeling those symptoms of, you know, body aches, weight loss, headaches. I developed rashes all over my body. So all this crazy stuff was showing up. I was going to the doctor trying to figure out what was going on. This was pre-health consciousness, the way that the world is now. So this was like six years ago. We didn't really know as much as we do now about food allergies and the way that we talk about on social media. You know, everybody knows what a gluten intolerance is now. This was right before that. So I developed all of these health issues, had some gut imbalance stuff that had created itself over time and manifested over time. And that was leading to a bunch of symptoms. Well, in this period of really struggling to wake up and get out of bed every day and go to the engineering office and actually show up to work and career, I started asking myself the other questions of what do we not know about health in the body? Like, why am I having these problems that nobody seems to know the answer to? Yeah. And once I figured out what was really going on, I had developed food sensitivities over time. 
which a lot of that is developed from stress and, you know, not taking yep. care of your gut and your childhood and, yep. and years of development. But that led to wanting to learn more about health and wellness. So I got a health coaching certification just out of my own curiosity, my own desire to learn more about how we behave, which really started catapulting me into human behavior, into mind body connection, into why we do the things we do. And that led to just continuous investment into furthering education, becoming really, really passionate about the work that I do now and eventually making that transition into owning a business. Yeah. Yeah. So you had your own business and then what moved you into helping other people, other entrepreneurs, and I'll have you define who the entrepreneurs are that you're working with, but, you know, to move them into being able to get over a trauma that they had in their life. So I imagine what you're doing and you can tell us all about it is you're, you're digging into past traumas that someone had in their lives, whether physical or mental, emotional, and then how that impacts their business moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, just as much as I do as entrepreneurs or anybody, you know, I think this work, as you know, relates to people that are not just in entrepreneurship. It's a wide variety of people that really look at personal development and personal growth in a different way than we used to. I think 10, 20 years ago, you'd want to hide walking down the aisle of Barnes Noble, looking at a personal growth or self-help book. Now it's like, which one are you reading and how are you investing into yourself and into your growth? And all of these beliefs that we create, which you talk about all the time on your show too, and have these stories that people share, we go through life and we experience these things. And sometimes we don't see how our belief system around the things that we've experienced is playing into present day-to-day blocks or situations in our life. So the way that I started helping people with mindset was really just in my own social media sharings and talking about the things that I was learning and that were important to me. And then other people kind of started raising their hands and saying, Hey, that's something I struggle with in my business. Is this something you are helping people with? Could this be something that we could work on together? Yeah. And of course, I, at the time, I'm like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just getting started in this area. So I had my whole, like, I had all of these doubts and fears show up for me as well during that time. Like, who am I to be helping people with their mindset and belief system? But I just started taking it one client at a time, one price point at a time, one step at a time and trusting that process. I'm not going to say it's as easy as just, oh, you just trust the process and there it is. But really just looking at it day by day, what's in front of me, where am I going? What opportunities am I creating for myself and what feels aligned? Yeah. Yes. What do you find are, are the barriers that people have? If you could give an adjective to the barriers, because I'm not saying, you know, that, oh, it's from childhood. Those are the barriers, but rather how does it reveal itself in business? What are some of the most prominent things that you're seeing? Yeah. And a lot of times it doesn't even really matter what happened, right? Because we have a tendency to think about this work as like, oh, I don't want to relive my childhood or, you know, I went to therapy once for that. Like, I don't need to readdress that. And it really isn't. What it is, is looking at what do you believe about yourself and about the world and how you're showing up today? And if there's anything that's not serving you, we address that, we shift that, we remove it, we create a new belief system so that you can move forward. So I'll give you an example of this, something that I see a lot with CEOs, whether that be a small business and somebody that's looking to hire two to 10 people or a CEO of a large organization, you need support. 
you need help. You need to be able to receive support from your people. Additionally, you need to be able to communicate with them in a way that is effective, where you feel like you're saying, hey, these are the things I need from you. There's open communication going back and forth between two people. Sometimes as entrepreneurs and as high achievers, people that just like to do good in the world, that like to be their best, they can isolate themselves a bit. And they don't even realize we're all in these little, and COVID makes it worse, right? We're all little islands. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So they're walking around with this belief system of, oh, I have to do it all myself, or it's weak of me to ask for help, or, you know, I can't ask for somebody to do this for me because of the guilt, the inner guilt. It's not real. It's all an illusion of, I should be able to do this myself, or I should be able to figure this out, or I don't know if they're going to do it as good as I am. So I don't want to trust someone with this handful of work that I need to pass off. So that's just one example of something that I see that blocks us all the time is we don't allow ourselves to really create that connection with others so that we are supported and can rise together versus that little voice in our head that tells us that we have to do it all on our own or whatever that limiting belief or story may be. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's a good example because I hear it a lot in the coaching that I do, you know, is people that are overworked, overwhelmed, living in daily chaos, and yet they still won't hire someone because part of the limiting belief is that they are still thinking they are the person before who could handle everything because they only had a couple of clients. And now that they've grown, they're still thinking that they're that person that can handle all those clients and it's that control factor, that giving up factor. And so I address that a lot with a lot of people. Thankfully, I don't have that syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) Thankfully, I don't have that. We'll call it a syndrome um, because it's a control syndrome, right? And uh, definitely, I just know when I have a lead indicator that tells me it's time to hire the next level, the next level, the next level. And thank God I don't have that. But, you know, I mean, I think we all do in business. We've had good hires and bad hires and we wonder, what is our communication skill? What are our communication skills? Are we communicating effectively? Especially when our gift is that, you know, we tell someone it's yellow, it's yellow, and they're receiving that it's purple, green, and blue, right? And exactly. we're like, I don't understand because just yellow, it's so easy. And, <laughs> they're on, and I think that's where some of the disconnect is. So how do you turn off the noise in your mind? If you're, you know, someone who's listening to this podcast and saying, how do I turn off that noise in my mind to really, or what is it, a process I need to go through to really identify where the issue is? Is it in trust? Is it in lack of systems? Is it, what is it that is holding me back from being able to grow and really get into that place of bliss and lifestyle? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. And I would answer that question differently if I was obviously working with someone, but on our own, we need to teach ourselves how to self-coach, right? It's important that we learn the skills and and we collect tools and have tools in our toolbox so that when we get stuck throughout the week, we don't create codependent relationships with the people in our life that are coaching us and moving us forward and that we do these things on our own. Yeah. So yeah. one of the things that I do in my own life and that, that I like to share on podcasts or talks or whatnot is step one is first you need to actually recognize the emotion that you're feeling because this is one of the number one things that people miss. High achievers are problem solvers. 
we all love to solve problems. We're constantly trying to figure out what is the next problem that I need to solve? What is the next thing that I need to be Creating done? Creating problems next? to solve problems. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> What's the next problem that I need to create to solve right. more problems? Exactly, you're exactly right about that. So first, we need to look at the emotion that we're feeling so that we don't bypass it. Now, this does not mean that we become our emotions. This just means that we say, okay, my brain is experiencing stress or overwhelm or anxiety or fear or guilt or whatever that lower level, lower vibrational emotion is that we're trying to get rid of. Now, after we identify the thing that we're feeling, the story that we are tying to that emotion is where we want to go next. So we ask ourselves, what am I actually responding to? Because a lot of times the thing that we think we're responding to is not the thing that's actually bothering us. It's not the thing that our brain and our head is still focused on that's keeping us in that loop, preventing us from moving forward and achieving that clarity that we want. So the thing that we are responding to is a story that we're looking to shift and change. So for example, Let's go back to what you and I were just talking about as far as scaling a business. Let's say that you, but anyone collectively, we may be experiencing some fear around hiring someone. So if we have a lot of stress and we're constantly avoiding, you know, putting an ad out or asking our friends for a resource or going to some website and looking for a resource, we can ask ourselves, okay, what's the feeling? What am I actually experiencing here? Well, maybe it's fear. Well, why am I experiencing fear? What am I actually responding to? I am responding to a story that says, well, if I bring in a resource, if I hire, that means I'm going to have to make even more money because my overhead's going to go up. And then I'm going to be responsible for having to bring in another $20,000, $30,000 a year for this part-time person or whatever that looks like. And I don't know if I trust myself to do that, right? We can actually get to the root of, oh, so you don't realize how powerful you are. You don't actually realize how capable you are of doing the things that you want to be doing. And this is where the block is. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it totally does. I think the other, the other response to that is I hear more often than not is, oh, I have to make more money to have them in there, but I don't have the time to bring them on. So it's just easier and faster to just do it myself. I hear that all the time. In fact, I was talking to a client the other day and she's like, I just grabbed this stuff and said, just let me do it. And I go, well, hold on. If you do that, then who's working for whom? And then you put yourself in a situation where you're enabling them to say, hey, if I don't get the work done, she'll just come in and do it. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And so then people just kind of back up and say, well, okay, now I'm just not going to hire anyone because every time I hire someone, I end up working for them. Exactly. Exactly. And these are habitual things that we're doing. So these patterns, these thought patterns that we have in our head, they're habitual ways of thinking. We've created this belief system to work in a way, you know, maybe you are somebody that needed to do a lot of things yourself as a child. It doesn't really matter what the story is there, but because of what you learned about yourself through that time, you created this thought that we play out into our business. Yeah. Well, I know for me, and I think, I don't know if we were talking about this in the green room or not, or maybe it's just on my mind today. It's always the fear of, I always am ready to hire the next person. Don't have any problems with that. Not worried about the money, not worried about how I'm going to bring them on board because I create big uh, system, you know, so that they can mm-hmm. come into 
for me, it's always the choice I make, you know, in the setbacks and the, here we go again, hiring the fourth and fifth person to do this job and recognizing that I should be slow to hire and fast to fire. But I feel that, you know, I start getting doubting myself, you know, with my limiting beliefs saying, well, apparently I'm not capable of hiring the right people. How does that person always have such a rock star team? And then here I am. And how come my team is like a intermediate band in eighth grade, you know, in middle school. And I always feel like that's what I attract and I hire. And occasionally I'll get that really, really good top performer. I think that's for me personally, is probably my biggest challenge in overcoming, right? Is, well, here we go again. I'm probably going to do the wrong thing instead of saying, I got this. Yep. And anybody that owns a business or has been part of the hiring process of a business knows that that is one of the biggest constraints. That is one of the most challenging things to hire talent and have the right people and the right positions. And it's funny because even now during COVID, we think that everybody's lost their jobs, et cetera. No one seems to be available. (laughs) And so I'm like, I don't get it. Where are all these people that lost their jobs? Because I could bring them on. I need some people. (laughs) I need some people on here. So, well, let me ask you this, you know, early on when you had the challenges and things like that, how did you overcome those challenges of the limiting belief? And I know I've already asked, you know, like, what are some of the things, but what were the resources that you went to and the people that you sought out and the work that you did, or was it just one day there was a tipping point and you got it? You know, is this a oh, girl? No way. <laughs> <laughs> right. No way. Oh, that's such a good question though. So there's two answers to it. So I'm going to answer two things because one of them I think is important to show us all of us collectively how we really do have blind spots. So when I was recovering from the brain injury, I was completely convinced that I was ready to go back to school. I thought I was fine. I thought everything was good. I was reading books again. I was, you know, I had been bedridden for six weeks. So at this point, I'm like, oh, I can brush my teeth. I can make my own food. I'm good to go. So I go take a cognitive testing or cognitive ability test to make Uh, sure that I have clearance to go back to school, right? Bottom 98th percentile, not mid, not top, bottom 98th percentile, right? Right, right, right. The doctor's looking at me and he's like, Honey, if you go back to school right now, you're going to fail. There's absolutely no way that you can do this. And in my mind, I'm like, what do you mean? I just brushed my teeth this morning and I got myself here and I'm doing all these things for myself. What are you talking about? No, you have a little place in your brain that's not retaining information for longer than a couple of minutes. So there's no way you're going to be able to go pass a test or write a paper or give a presentation, right? But my perception of self at the time was, I'm completely good. I'm fine. I don't know what this doctor is saying. Mm -hmm. Now, that is a a stark contrast to how we block ourselves in our business and in our life and the stories we tell ourselves. But I believe that it's really similar in how we carry these limiting beliefs that sometimes we do not even realize the role that they're playing in our ability to create success in our life, to have more significance, to create more impact, to really have this life of freedom. Because sometimes when we're blocked to stuff, we're so deeply blocked up to the story, to the limiting belief, we're not even aware of it ourselves. Yeah, yeah. As far as how I actually overcame some of my own limiting beliefs, this is later on, 
to make a long, we don't have to go into all of the stories, but I grew up in a house that was pretty, there was a lot of trauma. There was a lot of mistrust. There was a lot of chaos. There was a lot of lack of control. I did not realize all of that, how that was playing out into my behaviors and my career in the engineering firm, and then also in starting a business thereafter. So when I started working on my own, I'll call it a healing process, a healing journey, a growth process. I did. I hired a coach and I worked with her for a number of years and I still have a connection with her. I still see her a handful. It's not as frequently as it was, but I still have my utmost trust in this woman to see the things that I'm not seeing to continue to help make me a better individual. And I look at it as an overhead expense as, as far as my business is concerned, because it's something that really has had a tremendous impact on my life and on my business. The, the ways that she's been able to help me through my own barriers and own blocks is far beyond anything that I could have done on my own. Yeah, I think it's important too. I mean, I do think those blind spots are really tough. And there's a lot of people that just don't believe in coaching. They don't believe in any of that. They believe they can take care of it on their own and it will take twice as long. I mean, there's no question about it. So is there an assessment that you do to determine where the limiting belief is or where they are? If there's multitudes of them, is it doing an assessment and figuring out where the gaps are and why you can't move forward in a specific area? It's like, you know it. Yes, just said it in a great, in the most beautiful way. That's exactly what it is. (laughs) It tells me, you know, the power of coaching and that you're, you know, you're doing it with your clients too. And you're, you've seen the power of it. Yeah. Until we can see the gap, it's really, really hard to see the solution or to see what needs to shift. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck is they lack the time to give themselves the reflection on where is my life now and where do I actually want it to be and who do I need to become in order for it to get there. We focus so much on how and what needs to happen, but we forget that we're the decision maker. We're the doer. We're the one that's showing up in the behaviors that's, you know, going to create this life. So Let's pay attention to that too. I'm not saying that you can only do mindset and belief work to grow a business and grow a company. There's a million other things that you can focus on. Yeah. Right. Right. But exactly. And I find that, you know, with my coaching, I do a little mindset and not deep in that because I'm not certified in it. Go to your psychiatrist if you want those, but, but there is some mindset in there. And then that leads to tactical. Yeah. And you're right. Most people are like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Well, hold on, simmer down now. Let's just back up a little bit. We need to do some brainstorming. We need to be doing some thought provoking, you know, things to make sure that we're clear about what we want so we can have that clarity to move forward. I love that you do that. So let me ask you, what is driving you now with the work that you're doing? That is a great question because I'm going through a little bit of a transition. So what's driving me now is currently change organization. I've been working with solopreneurs for quite a long time and small businesses. And I've really had a desire. I'm sure you can resonate with this. You start to get this pull in your heart and in your chest. It's like, all right, what's next for me? I want to play bigger. What does that yeah. look like? What does playing bigger in my life look like? And I've been feeling that pull lately. So I've actually been doing some collaborative work which as a small business owner, I have support and people that help me in my business, but this is a little bit different. I'm actually collaborating with other individuals who have experience in change organization. And we're doing some offers together to help companies in really helping the CEO. Right, exactly. Helping the entire team, every supply chain, all of it create that change. 
Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So what, um, since this traumatic period of time that happened about 10 years ago, what's changed in your life? Oh my goodness. Everything. I mean, because that is just one example of something that happened that I experienced, but I was the poster child for bad things happened to me. I mean, I believed that about myself and that is what I attracted. Yeah. And life just does not happen that way anymore at all. It is like a complete 180. Yeah. Then all the time I attract great and wonderful people and things and opportunities into life all the time, but I didn't realize the power that was required to experience that freedom of life in that way. And how so much of it was me playing out my own reality of my expectation Yeah, that I was a victim to my circumstances or that I couldn't have the life that I have now. Yeah. You know, it's funny because they always say about those of us that are in coaching and speaking and podcasting, right? You're a podcaster as well. And, you know, is that our mess becomes our message, right? Because we've walked through that fire and now it becomes the message that we want to share with everyone else and how to get out of it. And I think that's really cool. Um, So you mentioned that, you know, are starting to do some more collaborative things with everybody. I believe that our future is a series of nows. So what are you doing right now that is playing into your future aside from the collaborative work? What is it for you personally, maybe even from the heart centered piece of it? What does your future look like? Yeah. So my future looks like my future looks a little bit different than my current now. For the last four years, I've been completely dedicated to understanding, you know, all of these things that we've been talking about, how do limiting beliefs play into our day-to-day behaviors and how does it play into business? Yeah. And that stuff has become, I don't want to say easy, but it's become pretty simple to me, which I think we all go through these growth periods right. where we go, okay. That's pretty simple now. Right. What do I want to focus on next? Yeah. Right. So I'm back to, I don't want to call it the drawing board, but I'm back to this phase of knowing that I need to learn because like you just said, the decisions that you're making now, that's going to be what happens the next two, five, 10 years. So I need to learn some things about organizational change. And I'm back into education. I've just been um, working. I just finished a certification in the work that we're talking about now and redefining what my next why and my next mission is and the problems that I want to solve in the world and how I want to show up to it. I feel like reflection is something that we don't spend enough time doing. And then you look back 10 years and you go, wait a minute, what, what am I doing? So I've been trying to spend a lot of time really reinventing and defining what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really good work because so many people don't do it. Although some of us have been thrust into that, right? We don't have a choice because now we're thinking. And one of the reasons why I'm so thankful that this podcast was already in the works way before COVID, right? I had already recorded multitudes of interviews. They were just waiting to be released by having, you know, everything, you know, all the stuff that you have to go through. podcast. And just waiting and waiting and waiting. And then when COVID happened I and mean, it came out, I thought, gosh, you know, the timing is just perfect because everyone's sitting at home and kind of pondering, what am I going to do? Do I want that job that I was going to? I thought I did, but it's sort of like a dog, you know, that's like crazy. And you go, focus, yes. focus, yes. Right? you get their attention. 
And that's what we did. And all of a sudden we're like, ooh, maybe we don't like all this chaos that we've been sort of surrounded with for a long time. So I think this is really, really great work. And I think it's um, wonderful what you're doing. So tell us what is the best way to open a door with you if someone who's listening would love to have some coaching with you? Yeah, the assessment that you actually mentioned, because you brought up something that is something I take people through, you can go to my website, Abundantly Clear Podcast is the easiest way to get to my website. It'll take you to the back end, but that's the easiest thing to remember. And click the assessment page and take a blind spot assessment with me and I'll help you. And that's yeah, that's so cool. I even wrote the word assessment down. Yeah, I was like, did she look that up? Did she like no, I didn't. I wrote it down. I was just going, oh, but it's a blind spot assessment. I love that. Your marketing angles are on. I love it. Abundantlyclear.com, which happens to be the name of your podcast as well. Yeah, so it's abundantlyclearpodcast.com. The website, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. The website is mallory-nicole.com. Yep. Abundantly clear is way easier. Yeah. Abundantlyclearpodcast.com. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. I get it. It's still, well, and plus you have a dash in your name and that's all. I know. I, it's um, yeah, tricky. Well, hey, look, I have Kinetic Spark Consulting and most people don't know how to spell Kinetic. So I deal with that all the time. Pretty amazing. You get it. <laughs> yeah. So I totally get that. So tell us a little bit about your podcast, which I'm going to be a guest on, but tell, tell us a little bit about your podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So I do guest interviews similarly to you. I do them twice a month. And then every other episode, I do a small solo episode in more of a tutorial fashion. Because I think one of the biggest challenges to people trying to think about mindset work is how do you connect the dots from just being theory to really implementing and taking action in your life to make a change. And I'm a big believer in action. We're not going to sit around and just talk about the things that we think about all day long. We want to create and cultivate that transformation. So I do very short episodes talking about one specific thing or topic or adjustment that someone can make in that week in their life to move forward. Yeah. And I think that's good. I do some of those on my other podcasts, some solo podcasts or monologues, whatever you want to do. And it's an accumulation of what I've been hearing, you know, in the other versions that say, okay, now it's time for me to get my two cents into here on my thoughts on what I'm learning from it and everything. So I think that's wonderful. Well, thank you, first of all, for the gift. And I think that's really wonderful that you're giving that gift. So again, it's abundantlyclearpodcast.com. And then you can take the blind spot assessment. And from there, you can get a hold of Mallory. And, you know, how fun will it be for you to find out how many blind spots you have and what you can start working on? Um, so it's, all the opportunities. All I know. It's all good stuff, though. I mean, it really is. We all have these blind spots that are just sometimes they're just so blatantly there. I, it's funny because I just passed through a blind spot that I had, but I can't remember it now. It's still blind to me, apparently. But I just passed through one and thought, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that I didn't think about that. And here I am a coach right in this arena wish I could think about it right now because I was saying, wait a minute, let's put into play what I coach other people on. Right. Um, <laughs> you know? And so sometimes we have to look in the mirror and say, how would I apply this to that? I better apply it to myself and make sure that things happen. So, so I think it's pretty cool. So yeah. I, I, coach, I feel like you're constantly doing your own growth work so that you can, you know, have show to. you have yes, to, don't absolutely. you think you have to? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah you have a hundred percent. I mean, That's one of the reasons why I still work with the coach that I work with, because it feels out of integrity to not be like doing my own work as I'm in other people's lives. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And we totally have to do that. I mean, I've got several coaches for that very same reason. And it's funny to hear 
myself talking to them and asking for counsel on it. And they're spewing back the same thing that I would say. Okay, right. Right, and it makes me go, okay, well, I'm really stupid, but I'm not. I mean, this is what it's all about. You know, so for those that are listening, you know, if you feel like you have a blind spot or you don't know you have a blind spot, but something just isn't sitting right, you're not kind of going in that direction, you know, please make sure that you reach out to Mallory. I want to just ask, leave, ask you this one question. How are you physically now? What's happening with your trauma? Are you um, 100% healed? Because we know the brain heals itself a little bit in certain places. Are you still struggling with anything? Where are you now? As far as cognitive testing, I went from the bottom 98th to the top 98th in six months. So that again, that was 10 years ago. But just that transition and that growth was like, oh my goodness, how does that even happen? Yeah. For years after... The accident, I dealt with migraines. I dealt with a whole lot of migraines and just different pains that would come up. That's completely gone. And as far as the health stuff, the gluten intolerance and all of that, all of that's completely gone too. Like 6.30 on the dot every morning without an alarm. And I'm like, I never thought I could be a person whose body clock just adjusted that way. Like, I don't know. But I have more energy than I've ever had in my life. I feel better than I ever have in my life. And it's good. That's awesome. That is <laughs> awesome. Quite I'm a sorry. journey. I wouldn't change it for anything, but it's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Mallory, for being with us today. We really, really appreciate it. I love your story and I love the work that you're doing. And and I hope that our listeners, you know, want to reach out to you and want to take that opportunity to see what is holding them back as well, whether their dreams are financial or whether it's about lifestyle and they just need to get out of their own way. I hope that they take you up on your offer to pick up your free gift. And I know that they'll reach out to you after that as well for some coaching. So thank you. Thank you so much for being on our show today. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Thank you so much. Of course. And we will see you next time on Success to Significance. Have a fantastic day. You've been listening to Success to Significance with Jen Duplessis, the number one podcast for people wanting to give more value and make an impact. Loved this episode? Be sure to subscribe right now at www.jenduplessis.com slash S2S for more stories, strategies, and thoughts to help you gain significance and success. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Join us next week for another breakthrough episode. Thank you for listening.